0: Welcome back to the one Two Kentucky blue podcast. I'm your host coach John Spurlock. Thank you so much for tuning in today. On today's episode, I have coach D Jones and Strobus with me. And we talk through what we call our question of the month. And this is a tough question that somebody throws out to the rest of the staff that really makes us think and our goal is individually to put some intentional thought into answering the question and then bringing those thoughts back to the rest of the staff. Our question for the month of February is, how do you make an impact on your team and or student athletes during their in season or the main competitive season for that sport? Everybody on staff made some solid points and we talked for about 20 minutes. So let's get into it. I hope you enjoy our conversation. But the overall conversation today comes back to something that you brought up last semester. And I think it was on Instagram. You sent us a video about just the conversation point of us as strength and conditioning coaches, how do we make an impact on our student athletes, our teams during their end season, their main competition season. And I, as I thought about this, there's quite a different few, quite a few angles that you could go about it. And I think it's going to depend on which angle you attack. Um, what team you're working with because i know what d does with baseball is a hell of a lot different than what i do with volleyball which is probably different than what you do with soccers and then what you do with the track program strobe so we'll just kind of let this conversation flow but d i'll start off with you what was your first thought when jones brought up this questions on how to make an impact during the end season
1: I mean, just knowing our staff and how we relate to our student athletes, the first thing that came to me was what are you doing to find out how your athletes are feeling um, on a weekly basis? To say that you could do that daily, like that's really hard to do. But, you know, for example, if gymnastics, you know, performs on a Friday night, I'm checking on Monday morning, the 30 minutes prior to. How we feeling? What are your thoughts? Mentally are we good? Class is good. I, I usually do a a check-in on that day. If I feel like somebody's off, then I'm doing a check-in with them in the middle of the week. And then, you know, if we have softball, they're playing, you know, four to five games, and so is baseball during the week. Again, I'm trying to do the beginning of the week to check in if there's any red flags, then I'm checking in with them. That I feel is the biggest impact that you can make our student athletes is the care factor when it comes
0: to having that relationship build. You know? So not so much the X's and O's of strength conditioning, because most of the time our time with our teams during end season is limited. So for volleyball, we're pretty consistent in lifting twice a week, but those lifts are either they're twenty to forty five minutes. They're not, you know, an hour to uh, seventy five minutes like they would be in the off season. So what you're saying, Diaz really comes back to making sure your athletes are feeling good, you doing whatever you can to um, making sure that mentally they're prepared, and having those small little conversations with them to make sure they're ready to go for that next week's competitions. What do you think, Jones?
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I think just the, that's when like you find out the relationships you've built, like we're coaches and we're somewhat on like the coaching staff. So a lot of that is how do we help guide the decisions that they're making. Like obviously in season, um, it, it's it's all about getting them ready for the game each week, whatever that might be with the sport you're working with. So in those off times, like Coach D was saying, of how do people feel? What do practices need to look like? There's a lot of insight that you could bring that maybe the head coach doesn't see. Hey, this person was a little off. Um, Is it everybody that's feeling like this? And maybe this was a hard practice day, but do we need to change things up? So you just find out, you know, how do you add whatever is going to help them get ready for the game. And a lot of times that's not just the physical piece like we're used to. That's that's in your relationships you've built and the mental side of it.
3: Strobos, what were your initial thoughts? Yeah, well, I think, you know, obviously when we talk about what, what value do we bring in, ter- in terms of the season, it's a week-to-week basis, and it depends on do we have competitions, do we have an off week, what are we doing every single day? um you know with track and field we're a sport that very much relies on lifting making sure that we're prepared every single week so at least in at uk track and field we've kind of accepted that monday tuesday wednesday you're probably not going to feel too good you're going to be sore you're going to be tired that's when our training is hard but come thursday friday when we've peeled off and we're ready to go for the races we feel great and that's a big difference that i feel like you know we, we try and make in terms of still training hard in the in season but making sure that we're good to go there so that they feel good for the race Tennis, on the other hand, they care so much more about the front end of the week. They want to make sure they're fresh to go. They want to know, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically, they're good to go. So it's a balancing act of, of the two, at least with my role here, of are we good to go on the front end of the week, back end of the week, or, you know, how are we feeling? And again, just like we were talking about those, those conversations, the relationships, do you go to practice and watch how they play? Do you go to the matches? Just seeing them physically, how they move tells a big tale about how they are emotionally and mentally as well.
0: I think um, the first thing my mind went to as directly as a strength coach and just what they're doing in the weight room with me and talking about our volleyball team is, especially during the end season, I feel like I make an impact by allowing the players to have some ownership in what they're doing. So as we especially get into the later part of the season, uh, late October, early November, when they are lifting with me, Those players that have, you know, a high volume, I I give them some options. I'm like, all right, you can either do this lower body circuit or this lower body circuit. Either one of them I'm going to be good with, but I know, hey, you really get sore from the single leg RDL. So if you don't want to do that and do these single leg glute bridges instead, let's do that. And you can make that decision. I know some people get sore from back squat, so they want to back off that. Um, later in the season, some people love back squatting two days before a match. And so I let them, I give them some options with that. And then the same thing with our low volume players is I, I like giving them the opportunity to come in and work, in, work out with me because they're not getting that stimulus from, uh, a work capacity because they're not playing the points during the matches. So I'll say, hey, would you rather come in and get an extra fitness session with me? Would you rather come in and get an extra lifting session with me? Maybe a combination of both. Maybe you're, you know, you're busting your butt at practice and you're super sore. Like, hey, let's do this shoulder care and core routine. And then we'll get a little bit of a bike workout afterwards. I like to give them some ownership in how they are making sure that their body is ready to go week in and week out, competition after competition. So that's how I feel like I make an impact. Anybody want to follow up on that?
1: I want to just say one point on, you know, when I approach the student athletes, like with my teams, with softball and baseball and gymnastics, there's so much failure in the sport of softball and baseball. If you think about it from this standpoint, if you have 10 at-bats and you get three out of those 10 hits, you hit 300 and everybody's like, wow, you're an all-star. But you had seven other failures, and there's there's errors happening. You, you may have a bad pitching performance. Um, for gymnastics, there's no redo. So I think that positive self-talk that you're given to your student athletes, and I'm not talking about like the weekly stuff that I was talking about earlier. I'm talking about like, you know, sending somebody a text, uh, talking to somebody over the phone. Um, that is having a major impact on people, just to keep the positivity there, because there's so much negative and failure in the game um another thing that i wanted to uh, you know allude to is um like staff meetings i think that you can make a major impact in a staff meeting if you do have a weekly staff meeting with your staffs um things that they aren't seeing on your end because at that point like when you're lifting in season they're not really coming over anymore with my groups uh they're worried about like hey what's going on for this game or this match or this meet um so me giving that feedback to them is impacting our group as a whole so
2: what you got, Jones? I think just what I'm hearing from all you guys, too, is it's just like your understanding of the sports you work with. Like, you obviously have to change it, and that's, once again, our job is to – we work with different sports, and we have to adapt our skill set to those sports. So you're all saying it's just how do you communicate um, with the athletes, with the coaches, whatever it is in season. And I think, like, for my examples, like having soccer and swim, it's vastly different, where soccer, it's like – trying to make people feel good all the time there's not enough time to recover there's very little you can do you're pretty much getting ready for that next game and then it takes two or three days to recover from the game and then you're just on to that next cycle so it's keeping people fresh whereas swim it's they train right through they're technically in season right now and for some of them it's still the hardest practices that you're going to get because they're really trying to peak for just one event one or two events throughout the year so it's making them understand that they're, you know, they're like, we're in season. Like I want to be, you know, feeling better. And it's, it's trying to explain the process and make sure they're still staying committed and motivated to, Hey, it's coming. Like it's going to back off. But remember, this is why this time is so important. And this is why it's a little bit harder. And, um, so it's just, once again, our, us doing our due diligence to understand the sport you're working with, because if I were to back off some of the swimmers right now and, Oh yeah, you're not feeling too good. Like, let's not go too hard. Well, that's not going to, You know, they need to be training at this point. So I need to make sure I understand that and don't treat them like, you know, someone else.
3: That's a good point. What do you think, Strobus? Yeah, I think, you know, the value of being flexible with your athletes and knowing, again, like we were just talking about, knowing your athletes, knowing that, you know, if this person, let's say, let's use RPE. If this person's at like an 8 out of 10 and they feel good, they want to grind a little bit, they feel confident. It helps build their, you know, mental fortitude a little bit then that's going to help them, and that's going to add value to their in-season. If it's somebody that maybe likes to take things a little easy, they like to feel good, well, then being able to back off on them. So just like you were saying, Spurlock, with being able to give them choices and have a little bit more of the autonomy with with the athletes, You know, there's been times with with tennis where I'll show up at their practice, we do fitness after, and I'll just ask them. I said, hey, what do you guys want to do today? And if they want to grind and if they want to go hard, good. I have that workout in my back pocket. And if they like – we just got killed practice was super hard. Okay. Then we can definitely still do some sort of training, but it doesn't have to be nearly as hard. We can give them the option to really choose and it lets them feel like they're very much, I guess, in control to an extent. And a lot of people like to feel like they're in control and you know, if they feel like they're in control or they feel good, you know, you know, Deion Sanders kind of said it best, you know, feel good, play good. Yeah. So. That was Deion Sanders. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, going back to what d said what popped into my mind is you know specifically with volleyball this past season was the most i ever traveled with them during the fall so didn't really i try to help out when we're on the road practicing practicing as much as i can so it's not just being there making sure the athletes are warmed up ready to go um, but if there something did happen on the court somebody slid and there was a big sweat mark I, I was first one to get the towel and wipe it up because they don't travel with a student athletic trainer and usually it's only one manager as well so being there at practice to help out the flow of things so that it can go off just like it would if they were in memorial coliseum practicing on a thursday before a friday match but then also helping out athletic training. So helping out Katie pool as much as I could, where she was, she had the, the plan with anything that had to do with recovery. So when we went to Arkansas this year, played on, I think it was a Friday, we played five sets on Friday. The team woke up on a Saturday morning. A lot of them were sore, beat up. So I was running this station. Katie pool was running another station. I even think Kristen, the D ops was doing some things as well, but Just being extra pair of hands to help implement the plan that uh, the medical staff might have have. That's the way that I felt like I contributed and made an
3: impact for volleyball on the road this year. Any other thoughts? Yeah, I was gonna say it's definitely us as strength edition coaches. We very often get assigned to the ODA department and that's other duties as assigned. Um, But being able to not only show Your players but also your staff that like you're part of the team you're on board with the mission that they're trying to accomplish regardless of what it is i think it builds some i guess unity with not only the staff but the players see that too and so it's very much easier for them to buy in they know that when they're with the strength coach or they're with the athletic trainer or when they're at practice with just their coaches they're all going in the same direction and i think it makes things a lot more i guess simple for them and it it really alleviates any sort of stress that they might have in those scenarios too I think going to that, you said other duties as assigned
0: and um, going back to COVID in this, we were making an impact on teams that we didn't even directly work with. So because of all the restrictions with COVID, us as strength coaches were the ball boys for men and women's soccer and the ball boys or ball people of volleyball as well so when because we were in the testing protocol most of us were getting tested multiple times per week they didn't want elementary school kids middle school kids coming in Uh, so it was just easy for them to ask us like hey can you guys do this and we stepped right up and said absolutely and without us doing that most of our teams it would have been a heck of a lot harder for them to actually have their competitions go off without a hitch even though it was a simple act being a a ball boy at a men's soccer, women's soccer, or volleyball match. I think that comes back to us still wanting to make an impact on our athletic department, like you said, Strobus, even with the teams that we didn't work directly with.
1: I'll never never forget um, Leah, the athletic trainer for women's soccer. I was ball boy one day, and she talked about uh, the fact that it's like, hey, the girls notice you sprinting all over the field. And there was times when they were like, hey, we're trying to slow the game down. You don't have to get the ball to us as soon as possible. But again, like you did feel like you were making an impact you know, during that time. And at the time, like you're just like, I'm just out here being a ball boy. But the more that you, I, I made relationships, I was able to meet people that I don't work with every day. Um, and that was that was important during that time. I, that's something that I do, I truly do miss because I, I did like going to the games and being there and being a part of it. So,
0: Riverball ball boy jumps.
2: Oh yeah, I ball boyed the national championship volleyball team multiple that times. Was your, so first, that was that was your first year, year here, wasn't it? That, that was my, my first year. That? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: That's a good point though. With um, like, I think I ball boyed for volleyball once. Yeah, one match out of the year. And that was the year we won the national championship. And even then, I was there one game. I mean, I had been to other games, watched them in the stands. But one game on the court, just helped out, tossed balls, whatever. And they wrote me a thank you note when they won that national championship. And it was a big thing of like, again, other duties as a sign, But it was, again, being part of the team, being part of the mission. And in this case, it was our athletic department kind of coming together. But it's the same thing, being part of the mission.
2: I tell you, as ball boying for those volleyball games, as I did that, I can't believe that eight-year-olds do that job because that was that was high stress the whole time. Those <laughs> girls are, those girls want that in a certain way. It is, <laughs> you better be on top of it.
0: I think my favorite story is from Gibby where he was a ball boy. <laughs> And I don't know who we were playing, but the opposing team was about to serve. The ball was sweaty or something. So the girl threw the ball back to Gibby, (laughs) and Gibby just looked at it and just threw the same ball back to her (laughs) like she wanted a bounce pass before she served. And I was like, no, the ball's sweaty. Please give me the other ball. I "I didn't know. (laughs) I think um, this is a little bit off topic, but really going back to making sure that you're making an impact on your athletic department. And I'll never forget when Mark Hill, our deputy athletic director right now, was still the strength coach for our football team at the time. And after the football team won on Saturday, on Monday, there would always be free food here at Nutter Training Center. And whether that was food was catered in or uh, somebody was on the grill, but most of the time on Monday after... The football team won there was free food but it was mark hill flipping burgers on the grill and i remember walking up to him and saying like you're the head strength coach and you're the one flipping the burgers he goes you know what but i'm doing it just because if something goes south they're always going to look back at me and say like we can't get rid of hill he's the guy who flips the burgers how are we gonna but the overall moral of the story was if you are just a strength coach, if you're just worrying about your own selfish agenda and you're not seeing the bigger picture and thinking globally, it's probably a lot easier to say this guy or this gal, if they're gone, what what are we going to be missing? As opposed to if you are and most of us have done it, we've been a part of different committees within the athletic department. Which one were you on? D was it the communication or the connection, to winning? the connection to winning connection? Connection to the winning committee. I was a part of the professional development committee several years ago. But, you know, even the fact that we lead the fight songs at the all-staff meeting, like you're just building yourself a reputation that you care about this place, and we absolutely do. So if push comes to shove and something – Happens that's out of our control. It, it just makes it a heck of a lot harder to say, like, all right, I, we think we should part ways with John Spurlock. I'm not saying it could never happen, but I'm it's the more stock you put into your athletic department, the people around it, your student athletes, your coaches, us helping out the events uh, event management staff by being ball boys, like that just helps you make a global impact on everybody around you, which just helps prove your worth to the University and Athletic Department. That's
2: good.
0: Any other thoughts, guys? All right, we'll call it there. Once again, thank you for listening to the 1-2 Kentucky Blue Podcast. If you have any thoughts for us, don't hesitate to contact us via email at ukstrength at uky.edu. Thanks, and go Cats.